Hey there, it's JVL. On The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today, we talked about the weird disconnect between the vibes about the economy and the actual real state of the economy. Here's the show. So, did you like it? So, I saw the headline. Mm -hmm. Uh... It's the economy, stupid. I want to say to stupid people. I want to tell the stupid people that yeah. it's the economy, okay. stupid. Okay. And I said, how angry do I want to get at JBL today? <laughs> <laughs> and I decided not that angry. It was not that kind of day. And uh, so I skipped it. But okay. I would love for you to tell me about it now. But I did. But I, I still clocked it. It still like went into I, I, I don't even need to read it. I know what you said. Uh, but so we did a focus group last night. Uh, where I asked a lot of two-time Trump voters about how they were feeling about the state of things to try to get at this, like, disconnect. So you tell me about your triad, and then I'm going to tell you about the focus group. Okay. So uh, we got our inflation numbers this week, and inflation continues to decline. It's been declining since May of 2022. We are now at, for the second month in a row, the lowest rate in a year. No, I'm sorry, the lowest rate in two years. We are getting very close to the inflation rate of 2020 and 2019, back when the economy was so great. Uh, the Dow industrial average is right around 35,000. People love seeing their 401ks doing well. This is 7,000 points higher than it was on Election Day in 2020. And in fact, higher than it was through much of Donald Trump's presidency. The unemployment rate still incredibly low. Unemployment is great. In fact, unemployment is lower than it was through much of Donald Trump's presidency. Essentially, things are great. Let me let me read to you a little little bit from uh, from Eric Levitz at New York Magazine. Uh, um, Thanks to the abundance of employment opportunities, lower income workers have recovered roughly twenty five percent of the increase in wage inequality that accrued during Ronald Reagan's election. Uh, from I'm sorry, accru- accrued between Reagan's election and Joe Biden's. A gallon of gas costs roughly 30% less than it did a year ago. One popular gauge of the economy's strength is the misery index, which simply adds together the unemployment and inflation rates. That index is lower now than it's been during 83% of all months since 1978. Uh, manufacturing plant construction has doubled since the end of 2021. Uh, foreign leaders are fuming as the president's subsidies persuade overseas firms to shift production to the United States. Uh, at the same time, the president's policies have lowered prescription drug costs for seniors and health insurance premiums for those who purchase coverage over the individual market. Things are going okay. And as I, as I tried to lay out, we have this weird dichotomy where people seem to say, The economy was great under Trump. Now, my understanding of the American people is that they are not sophisticated and that they are a what have you done for me lately kind of people, right? They they, they remember the last thing you did and they don't care if it was really your fault or not your fault. They care about results. Would you say this is a fair way of characterizing the American people? Yeah. I think they care about their personal uh, experience. Sure, sure. Uh, with Trump, 
they discount the last thing they saw from him, which was the horror show of 2020. Uh, and they have a very sophisticated understanding of why the 2020 econo- economy was a horror show. And it was simply because there was this exogenous event and they don't blame Donald Trump for it. And they believe that the real economy was everything that happened from 2017 to 2019. On the other hand, we have Joe Biden. And with Joe Biden, the real economy right now is is very good. The real economy, his first year of 2021 was excellent. We did have a rough 2022, which is when inflation took off. But that is now under control. And even when inflation took off, it never got terribly bad. What we did was we saw a cost of living sort of outpacing wage growth a little bit. But for Joe Biden, they look at it and they say, the real Joe Biden economy was that thing that happened last year. It's not what's happening now. And uh, and I, I don't know why it happened. I don't know where inflation came from. Couldn't have come from supply chain dislocations of, uh, you know, of global campaign. But we blame Joe Biden for it. And that's the Biden. And so they're they are comparing not the economy now, but the economy of 2022 under Biden with the economy of 2017 to 2019 for Trump. And I don't understand it. Okay. Can I read you a few of the quotes from the focus group last night? Oh, my God. Yes. Should I mute myself so that you can only see my horror, <laughs> horrified expression? I can't that wouldn't wait. Be fair. I can't wait to read these to you. Oh, my God. Okay. When Trump was president, we used to be able to buy food and like meat. I mean, we're living. <laughs> I love this quote. I mean, we're living like vegetarians now where we can barely afford anything anymore. Here's the thing. I am not laughing about because uh, I just I think it's really funny that they're living like vegetarians. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's probably the case. Uh, but anyway, sorry, I'm going to read this again. This is an Iowa voter. When Trump was president, we used to be able to buy food and like meat. I mean, we're living like vegetarians now. We can barely afford anything anymore. Uh, pork prices in Cal. This is another uh, Iowa voter. Pork prices in California will rise 25% next year, if not over the whole United States because of what they're forcing us to do, how they're dictating we raise our livestock. Inflation is crazy. I mean, this is a, a voter from New Hampshire. Inflation is crazy. I mean, my electric bill is three hundred. My electric bill is three hundred seventy-five dollars last month, and I haven't even didn't even run the ACs like hardly at all. Uh, and this is when we just asked. We just broadly, uh, how are things going in the country? And when we asked that question, I, I talked to you about this a lot. Um, especially among two-time Trump voters, uh, there's a fair amount of, like, people do not think things are going well. Um, and there's, like, the, we're living like vegetarians now. That is, there's a catastrophizing around the economy. And I'm, I I never, I sort of didn't mean to laugh. I just think, like, we're we're all living like vegetarians now is, like, a funny thing to say. Uh, but, like, if, if, if this, if, if people feel like they can't buy meat, uh, there's another person in the group. Um, this quote's not in here, but they they said uh, something like, "I want to go visit my friend like in the next town over, but I can't because of gas prices." Um, so just hold on a second. Uh, just stop your face. I see your face. Yeah, I know. Uh, the the voters. There's. I think there's two things going on. So I agree with you a little bit in the sense that I think there is a partisan psychology to the economy now. Right. Where 
uh, people have spent such a long time catastrophizing about Joe Biden. Like one of the things, what people take for granted in a focus group with a bunch of other Republican voters is the idea that Joe Biden has been a catastrophically bad president. Like they all just say, well, obviously like Joe Biden, this has been a disaster. Like he's been a disaster president. And that is, that's sort of a Republican triangle of doom stuff, right? Like all the right-wing media outlets take it for granted. Joe Biden has dementia. Joe Biden's been a catastrophic president. Look how terrible things are. Look how bad inflation is. You can hear it in the Republican candidates that are running. They sort of echo this, like, can you believe this economy? How terrible it is. Um, can crime. I ask, can I ask a question? Uh-huh. What do you think the response of these people would be if you asked them, has Joe Biden been worse than Barack Obama? I've Do you think asked, they I've would say, because here's what I would be interested in knowing. I would say, I Actually, would I ask say two yes. follow questions. Has Biden been worse than Obama? And then has Biden been worse than Clinton? Because I would be interested to say, to see where they would place Biden in the continuum of terrible Democratic presidents who were threats to America. Well, I'll tell you something interesting. When you do the non-college two-time Trump voters, the chances that there's a, an Obama voter in the group is pretty high. Hmm. In the last Iowa one I did when I was out in Iowa doing them, there was an Obama voter. Uh, you know, I think there's a fair number. And another thing, this is now just broadly speaking about the groups. One of the things we've been asking is, like, do you feel like you've gotten more or less conservative? Now, acknowledging that the word conservative has lost all meaning to people like you and me. But to them, like, people say more. Like, and, like, they recognize that they have changed uh, to feel more, uh, th they would call it conservative, but what they mean is like more anti-Democrat, right? More yeah. more conviction on the they things. They hate Dems more. Yeah, and also establishment Republicans yeah. um, and people who who compromise. Uh, I will ask that. I'd be interested yeah, just to know. The, I'd be when sure. I, I, I bet talks they would about say, I bet they would say Joe Biden's way worse. Like, I bet they would say things like, well, at least Obama, like, his brain was there, you know, or something like I didn't agree with him. I, I, I their feelings about Joe Biden, like the, it's so, the media environment's so much more intense around how important it is to say that Joe Biden is a extremely bad president. So, uh, so that that is so. So I think there's two things going on. So one, I think that the that genuinely, genuinely for voters when it comes to the economy the voters are going to be a lagging indicator as the economy approves, right? Like they are still, I was just talking to somebody, this is just like a friend of mine. Uh, I might've mentioned, I might've already said this, um, but he was like, my rent went up 6%, like because of inflation, right? So people are still there. He's renewing his lease. His rent went up 6%. It's a steep increase. Uh, it's been going up steadily. And now he's like, I'm paying, you know, $2,500 for uh you know, what I assume is like a one bedroom somewhere. And so I think that there's, um, I think that there's real, and, and and also I think like, it's one thing if you you can pick out, you can cherry pick indicators, but I think people's grocery bills are still, and I also think, somebody made this point in an article uh, I read recently about how the pandemic like warped our perceptions of so many things, right? Because we spent so much less and people were being given free money, uh, and like you weren't spending, you weren't driving and seeing people as much, or whatever. And so like everything costs now quite a bit more than it did for a couple of years. And I think that that just like shifted people's impressions. Um, so I think there's a fair amount of that going on. And so I think that it's important not to dismiss uh, the real 
costs that people are facing and the way that they are experiencing the inflationary economy and that they won't experience the cooling of that for like a period of time, right? There'll be a lagging indicator. So I think on that front, I don't think they're stupid. I think they are experiencing not the macro environment. That's one. On the flip side is the other thing, though, I was talking about where I do think that there is a partisan psychology now around the economy where uh, Democratic voters are much more willing to be like, but things are good. Look at these indicators. Inflation's coming down, at least from Democrat elites, people who are writing for newspapers. Um, I think for Republicans, like there's not the the tribal nature is like they're going to cherry pick the bad news for as long as they can. Right. I do think that there's probably some element of we're not giving Joe Biden an inch on the idea that things are good. Like and and this is where I have some I think that Joe Biden and the Democrats need to take these macro factors and I think they need to shout them from I think that they they actually I think the Democrats tend to be a little too what would it be like um forgiving of the of of what I talk about with the voters where it's like but they're still experiencing sort of real pain and so they don't want to say that things are good because people are still having a hard time but like Donald Trump didn't care how any individual was experiencing the economy he went out there and said best economy for black people best economy for women buddy how's your 401k doing and I think the Democrats need a little bit more of that because I do think that there's an overall psychology around the economy. Like people, when we talked about the recession all the time, even though we never went into it for real, the talking about it, like half the country believes we're in a recession. And so I think that saying to people like, we never went into a recession and like, don't talk about the inflation or use language people can understand. Like, we never went into a recession. We're like economy is growing, manufacturing prices is growing. of meat are down, right? Yeah. I mean, this is yeah, just you know, tick through all of the things. I think that that has got to become much more. They've got to get surrogates out there talking about that left and right. Oh boy, it, you don't uh, count as a surrogate. I I guess. I mean, I'm not a surrogate. I just I just don't understand people. Explain to me the Trump thing then. So here's okay. If I. Uh, if I was a Republican voter whose lived experience of the world was that things were just still too terribly hard for me and I needed a handout from the government, I needed the government to make my life better because I am not capable of, uh, you know, pulling myself up by my bootstraps. If I was that sort of Republican, why would I say that Donald Trump's economy was great when, again, the last year of that was a horror show? Why would I not instead be interested in a fresh face like we got to give this tim scott a try we got to give ron DeSantis a try this is do you see what i'm saying like the the yeah. weird reflexive like oh don't count the 25 percent of trump's tenure at the end that was bad because that wasn't his fault why not go to things are so bad things were bad in 2020 they're tear they're even worse now and we need a fresh face like a ron DeSantis or a glenn youngkin or something Okay, I can answer this. Okay. Uh, it's because people saw the pandemic as an anomaly outside of Trump's control. Uh, and that especially Republican voters, especially now when they remember the pandemic, the way that they view it is all of the ways that not Donald Trump screwed it up, but all the way Democrats, the health community, that they made it much harder on all of us than it had to be, right? That's the And you, this is like very much in the water. You can read it. That is how... 
um, Republicans have experienced it. And I do think part of it, too, is like Democrats now, we were talking to Jen uh, Saki. Ooh. Uh, you can listen. say it. Oh, you yeah. can say it. Listen, you can say it. We were talking it. to okay. Jen Psaki for the Sunday show, and Tim, one of his rapid-fire questions was like, what were Republicans right about? And one of the things that she said was that, like, schools were closed for too long uh, and, like, stuff was shut down for too long. And so, like, there's – it's that, that – that is why I think people do not blame Trump for the economy. What they remember, because Trump was so good at, at, at sticking to that communication strategy, is that the economy was good – how good it was prior. I have another question for you. Okay. So you can ask Jam Psaki what were the Republicans right about, and she'll give you an answer. What happens if you ask Republicans what were the Democrats right about in the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would uh, give give a lot of credit. Why is it? Again, and this this what, gets what to that de- fundamental. What were Democrats right about? What would, how would you answer that? Uh. Almost everything. Mm. The the need to the need to uh, close down a bunch of stuff. The need to have uh, masking mandates in many situations, not all of them, but in many situations. Uh, the desire to push the rollout of vaccines as quickly as possible, and to try to push people into getting vaccines as quickly as possible. Now, these are not like Democrat things. These are because, again, the Democrats weren't in power. Right. Uh, these are like medical community things. But we now all associate the medical community things with Democrats. That's true. And uh, it is amazing to me. Again, the fundamental asymmetry is that you can talk to Democrats and they'll say, yeah, you know, the Republicans are right about this or that. And you talk to a Republican, like Democrats have been wrong about everything for all the history of all time. And they're the worst <laughs> people ever. And they're evil and blah, 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 blah. And I don't understand how we, I don't understand how, why that asymmetry exists. I have theories, but I don't, I don't know for sure. What's your theory? Um, Hey again, it's JVL. The conversation goes on from there. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head on over to thebulwark.com and subscribe. We'd love to have you. 